Freddie Legrand on RTHK Radio 3 and the song is Put Your Hands Up for Detroit. Well, I say put your hands up for Andrew Dembina as he joins us this afternoon for this week's Artsing <laughs> Around. How are you doing, Andrew? Okay, here, thanks. How are you, Noreen? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm doing all right. The, the weather is beautiful. I know we keep talking about the weather, but it's because we have oh, this window. Great, isn't it? We have this window in the yeah. studio, so we were able to really look outside and enjoy what life must be like on the outside. Well, I can only imagine that too, because I'm in my office, <laughs> having scrupulously prepared artsing around for this week, this morning. Excellent. So, uh, keeping, it, keeping it up to date. Yeah. So, mostly local today, Noreen. Um, as with the recent weeks of lower infection of COVID, um, there's a lot more still happening, and long may it last, fingers crossed, in Hong Kong, which is great news. So, I want to tell you about some of that today, mostly. Um, first up, there's another in the continuing roster of interesting international film screenings at the Hong Kong Arts Centre in Wan Chai. They normally do have quite edgy, not too, not too arty, but just quite small independent films and documentaries and animations that are made from around the world. They do a really good job at sourcing these. And so here comes something that is called Here We Are, Here We Go. And it's Swiss documentaries focusing on the world of adolescence or through adolescent eyes at the world. It's not made by adolescents, but it's actually made by a number of different Swiss filmmakers and directors who look back either on their own time as an adolescent and think about how life was or reflect on their parents. There are, there are six award-winning or award-nominated films with a lot of substance, actually. They're not all of the lightest of topics. And it starts on uh, Sunday, May the 16th, so two Sundays' time, and it slowly meanders until late August with uh, six performances. There are two in the month of May this month. Uh, it skips June for some reason, and then there are two in July and two in August. So the films then, I'm just going to pick out two out of the six to mention. A couple Go of interesting for it, ones. Sure. Yeah, good. The opening one, which is uh, on Sunday, the 16th of May, then, is called Who's Afraid of Alice Miller? It's directed by Daniel Howald. And remember, all of these are made in Switzerland. That's the whole point of it. Um, and it, this one was made last year. And it's a nominee in, uh, also in last year's um, Solthorn Film Festival. Not to be confused with the Sardon Playground in Wan Chai. It's Switzerland's <laughs> bi biggest annual film festival. One of the big ones in Switzerland. And it was nominated for the Prix de Solaire Jury Award. So that's the Prize of the Sun Jury Award, which is an honour given to outstanding Swiss films produced with a distinctive humanistic message, uh, as well as impressive cinematic production in their making. So it's a story of, it's a heavy one, this one, it's a story of a trauma of war that gets passed down generations. The main ca uh, character, Martin, who's the adolescent, experienced a childhood with not so much affection uh, because he, uh, well, his father treated him badly and he's rejected by coldness emotionally by his mother, uh, who is a world-famous Swiss child psychologist, Alice Miller. It's a true story um, and, it, and it's told in the words of this child who was abused by his father and, uh, and largely ignored by his uh, psychologist mother, Alice Miller. Yeah, Alice Miller then becomes an authority in the field of 
children's rights and education. Bit of an irony there, as she wasn't paying much attention to her own son. And uh, Martin's plight uh, as a child, uh, being treated uh, the way he is by his mother, feels like a borderline between indifference and hate. He really feels that she doesn't like him. And so to understand his own trauma, uh, Martin, in his adult life, embarks on this journey with the director, Daniel Howard, to find out what's behind all this kind of weird behaviour from a woman, a uh, very famous psychologist in Switzerland, uh, Alice Miller, who uh, goes on to fight for children's rights and education, a weird one. And it turns out that the, um, uh, the annihilation of the Jewish people from which his mother in Poland just about escaped from is the reason for her own weird behaviour towards him or for her own psychological problems, despite being a psychologist herself. And he didn't know that about her until embarking on the making of this film. So it's a real kind of, you know, turnaround of, 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 of having, having his own maltreatment explained by the plight of his mum, who escapes from, uh, from, you know, religious persecution in... Um, in Poland when it was uh, occupied by by Germany. Sounds so very that, heavy, but it is it is a very heavy one. So yeah, it, it it does it does. But it's like uh, I think if you didn't know that premise, you'd feel, you'd feel like you know it, you'd be like wow. Suddenly that revelation comes in and it's quite a biggie. Um, but in a lighter vein, and uh, one of one of the others of the um, two, it's not it's not totally light. Let me warn you. But it is but it has a really positive message. Um, there's something called The Journey, A Story of Love, Emma and Ewig. That's the name of uh, a couple. And again, it's through the eyes of a, an adolescent kid growing up, but then told as, a, as, as an adult. So it's directed by Fanny Bonig, and it won the Best Documentary Film and Best Score for the Swiss Film Awards, the National Film Awards last year. And it also got the, uh, the one that the previous film was nominated for. This one actually got the Prix de Soleil in 2019, the year before that. It's been shown in three different international film festivals, and this will show on the 23rd of May. That's also a Sunday afternoon. And this one is about a portrait of the... It's actually the director who's telling the tale. He was the adolescent. It's about his parents when they were in their 60s. And... Um, traveling the world in a caravan that has been refurbished, a special caravan that's like a mobile nursing home. The father is a photographer, and the mother is an afflicted uh, woman with, with, who's been paralyzed. She's the love of his life, and she's been paralyzed um, from the neck down for 20 years, and then they go out on a world tour uh, in a caravan so that uh, she can experience... Uh, some of the joys of life with him who devotes his life to her. So it's, um, it, he, it, together, though, it's done with a lot of humour and it's done with a lot of, um, oh, well, we can't really do this then, can we, because I can't move here and there. You know, there's, a, there's a lot of good humour in it and it's homage to a love story that has weathered serious crises, but they're getting out there in a caravan. She's paralysed you know, from, uh, uh, from the neck down. Um, and, um, you know, it was almost the whole body except for her head. And there they are having the uh, experiences of their life uh, on, a, on a caravan ride. And this is made into a documentary, which sounds pretty inspirational, sounds to say amazing. the very least. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, so, after every one of these screenings, there are six of them. I won't go into the other four. I picked out two that are kind of really big ones, you know, with a lot of meat to them. The others are two. And uh, after each one, there's going to be a live um, uh, webcast discussion with, with some of those involved making the films in the cinema that's going to be beamed over. These are all happening on Sundays. You can go to the Hong Kong Art Centre website, which is hkac.org.hk, and there's a link on the homepage. And as a reminder, you'll need to look for the Here We Are, Here We Go Swiss Documentaries on Adolescence. Can't remember all that. Just look for the Swiss Documentaries on the homepage of the Hong Kong Art Centre. And have a look at the time. They're on Sunday afternoons between uh, a week or so's time and the end of August. Sounds pretty good. Quite, quite a lot of substance there. Um, I mentioned last week, moving on to something else now, that there were two interesting exhibitions just opening last week at Taekwon Contemporary. That's the gallery which looks like a, a, an interesting cube in the old Hollywood Road police station mm -hmm. um, that became Taekwon. I mentioned the Ink City one, a group of ink arts uh, that is still on. Um, here's the that other one. That was really I, cool. Uh, just, just a quick recap. The, the, the photos yeah. you sent me, they didn't even look like regular ink paintings uh, you know like the the chinese stuff they were so colorful i think one they're was very like, they're beautiful yeah yeah they're not, very not, contemporary. not to say the traditional one isn't beautiful it's just i didn't no. expect it to be so colorful and yeah so vibrant because when you say ink drawings it makes you think of like mm. the chinese sort of the mountains and the sea misty, yeah exactly yeah, misty, misty. misty mountains and then young shore like thin pinnacles and rivers and stuff like that all sorts of yeah mountains mountains with tiny tiny people dwarfed by the, humbled by the landscape. That's the traditional stuff. No, the, the Ink City one is very, very contemporary. Things are going really contemporary with Chinese ink painting. From the 1950s and 60s, there started to be some much more abstract, in the same vein as some of the abstract American painters. I don't mean just, I don't mean at all Jackson Pollock throwing paint around. I mean circular forms, geometrical forms, things that didn't necessarily look like representational art. But now, the ones that, you're, that you've just mentioned, there's all kinds of subject matters with really colourful renditions. And uh, it's quite a... That, that ink painting exhibition is quite an upbeat one to go and see. The other thing, then, that's on at Taekwon is called Portals, Stories and Other Journeys. And it's actually presented by the Asia Art Archive, which is, as it sounds, a, an organisation, a non-profit organisation that collects archival... Um, art and information about art, books, all sorts of info on art uh, on, on the Asian region. And it's celebrating the, its 20th year. So this exhibition, Portal Stories and Other Journeys, is part of its 20th anniversary program of exhibitions taking place at Taekwun. And it is in the form of a personal... Uh, it's, it's inspired by the personal archive of a very respected modern... Hong Kong artist, the late Ha Bik Chun, who died in 2009. They take him as a starting point. Now, this guy, this artist, late artist, was a self-taught sculptor and printmaker, and he left a colossal collection of art and art-related archives that he called his, in inverted commas, thinking studio. Um, he used it for reference to dip into his own personal collection of things that inspired him. He only collected arts-related paraphernalia, books uh, and pieces of artwork and copies and magazines of 
articles on art that inspired him that, uh, that, that, that were dated from the 1960s to the 2000s but were found when he passed away. And so the artists that are, um, that are exhibiting in this exhibition have made their own little collection of their art paraphernalia that people are welcome to sift through, which are their own selection of uh, art materials, whether they are books, magazines, exhibition leaflets and brochures. Um, it's basically um, as a nod of respect to the late Harbick Tune, um, doing their doing their best to take a leaf out of his book and show some of the art-related collections that they have. And visitors are invited to step in and sift through these and explore the open archive of a number of local artists as a creative record of things that have happened, exhibitions that these artists have seen, not all of them in Hong Kong. Maybe they've been overseas and picked up leaflets and brochures or books. Uh, and also to be inspiring to people who see it as uh, interesting creative artefacts. So that's pretty oh, interesting. That's wow. on, yeah, that, yeah, it's an interesting idea, isn't it? It is. To, to, yeah, to I base like an exhibition on. Yeah, bit, bit out there. And um, so that's <laughs> until the 1st of, uh, of August. So, um, okay, that's on right now. Also on at the moment, as it is every year, and thankfully it's, uh, it's able to be on right now, the French May, Le French May. And there's a lot of art oh, connected events. that's because it, I mean, it was online yeah. last year, wasn't it? Yeah, yes. yeah. Everything, so many things that are on now that have either been postponed. I mean, you know, touching wood, crossing fingers, and all kinds of things as, as I say this. But anyway, right now, things are able to go ahead. So there's, um, there's a lot of events happening as usual, including um, everything from performance to music to screenings. Uh, and um, there's, al there's also the French Gourmet Food Festival. So it plays on the word oh. gourmet, G-O-U-R-M-E-T, as in I am a gourmet, you know, for someone who likes food in France. Who, um, but, it, ah, but, it's, but it spells it. It spells it. Yeah, it spells it, it G-O-U-R. <laughs> It's G-O-U-R hyphen M-A-Y, as in the month of May. So it's, I am a gourmet. I like that, gourmet, <laughs> yeah, yeah. very clever. Yeah, yeah. So, so there, are, there are, I think now more than ever, not getting too much into my Tuesday food segment, but, you know, the, uh, the restaurants do, um, having had a hard time, they really are putting some different interesting menus together this month. And also it spills into next month because the French May always spills into June. It's not just May itself. I'm going to name just a couple of interesting things. There's a lot that you can explore on the website, as I mentioned, in all sorts of forms of the arts. So I'll start off with something that has a link to a big, massive auction that happened last week. Um, it's not, a, it's, but it's an exhibition of an artist that I mentioned went for a lot of money. The late Chu Tae Chun, who is one of the best appreciated ethnic Chinese painters in the world. Um, I, I mentioned it because he achieved a very high sale in the Sotheby's auction recently in Hong Kong a couple of weeks ago. And the starting next Thursday, May the 13th, a French May exhibition will show the works of this late Chinese painter who moved to Paris for his last few decades of painting. And it will be in the Alisan Fine Arts Gallery, that's in Lyndhurst Terrace in Central. They'll be showing a solo exhibition of this abstract artist. 
He studied watercolours and oil paintings, and he did in his life and in his collections uh, paint both in watercolour on paper and oil on canvas, on a, oil, on, oil on canvas sometimes on a very large scale. He studied in Beijing National Academy of Art in Italy um, uh, alongside a couple of other important artists who were his peers who would, who would later also become big-name artists. That's uh, Zhao Wuqi and Wu Guangchong. And they, uh, but he, going back to his signature abstract style, it really started to bloom when he was living in Paris in the mid-1950s, a few years after he'd moved to Paris and he attended a major exhibition of the works by French artist Nicolas, Nicolas, as they would say in France, de Stael, who is known for his abstract landscapes. And it's not that he does duplications or anything that looks too much like Nicolas de Sales abstract paintings, but it really moved him to try to get away from representational art and try and do something different. You've I know that sometimes when we've spoken about art, Noreen, I don't think you you don't you're not really um uh much of a careful an abstract art person, are you? Yeah, I know I'm I'm phrasing <laughs> it carefully. You're not Abstract art wouldn't be your favourite. Let me say that. Oh, it's Would it just, be correct? Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. It, it, it just—it's just something I don't understand. And sometimes, you know, art is supposed to evoke certain emotions. And yeah. when I see abstract art, the type of emotion that it evokes is—is is, is sometimes anger and frustration. Oh my word! <laughs> okay, okay, yes. please explain on. Yeah, well, I feel like I'm digging myself a hole here. I don't know. Maybe there's some abstract artists who'd like to come on my show and and enlighten me, and and just maybe I don't have to feel angry anymore. But I just feel wow. like I'm bet, digging myself a hole. Be, I bet, I bet, listening, listening to you, Nori, that would be a pretty tough interview, wouldn't it? You'd have a you'd you'd, you'd, oh. you'd have a you'd have a, a terse word or two to say to them about the shapes they're making. I know, and I try so hard to really get artists on the program. And for the most part, you know, I, I really enjoy talking to them until then they yeah. start explaining their art a little bit and then I don't understand it and I just <laughs> I feel frustrated hang on, hang on, with Ron. myself. <laughs> Noreen, can we just rewind that? You, 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 you're really excited to talk about them until they start to talk about their art. Oh, I'm just digging myself a hole. <laughs> okay, I, I take it. You know, I, I just love, yeah, I love talk, hearing about, you know, what inspired them and stuff. And, but then when they start to explain their art a little bit more, um, actually... Can they be a pretender? Well, maybe not. But I, I don't know. I, I really can't explain it. Maybe my listeners can, can help me out. Sometimes when you're going yeah. to an art exhibition, you think, well, why have you done that? What does that mean? And then you try to, you know, talk intelligently about art, but it's a difficult subject to do, uh, unless you have, you know, you, you, you're well read or, you know, you know a lot about art, but it's hard but, to grasp sometimes. I don't know. But actually, you know, Noreen, it shouldn't be. It's... um. <laughs> You know, I mean, I I went to art college, and Ooh. sometimes I got, yeah, yeah. Listen to him, <laughs> but, I, but I but I but I got a little bit fed up with hearing long critiques and long explanations of art, and and into many you know decades later, I um, I don't always appreciate a big load of blurb. We talk about arts every week. Um, which are not all of them are visual forms, but we have to describe them because we're on the radio. And, and I'm seeming we, on the inside. No, I'm just joking. 
<laughs> not at all. Yeah. You, you, know, you have to, but you have to put up with it every Thursday. No, no, no. It, the the best thing um... about you, Andrew, is that you make art really accessible. You know, you really take the time to explain things to, you know, someone like me who doesn't really know so much about it. And and I think that's the beauty of of really this well, segment. And so, thank you, Andrew. You know, I feel well, like, oh, it's well, like yin and yang. Thanks. Well, thanks, but you know, that's I think that's the only way to do it in yes. my book because, yes. uh, and, and 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 also the other thing is. That, I, that when I go into an art gallery, if we're talking about fine art, which we are really, I want to be able to get something from that painting. Now, for example, you might get anger. I, 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 I might get something else, but exactly. I don't always know. But I don't always know what the concept is. And by the way, will label especially abstract ones, but not only abstract ones. Will will label their painting something like abstract number three hundred and twenty. Or something so that so that there isn't any guide for you so you get what you get out of looking at the picture and to me to be honest that is what art is all about i don't want a long description i want to be able to look at a painting or a sculpture and to get something from it maybe not immediately maybe the next day but it's um but to get something from it and so i don't i don't think it's always great to have great lengthy intellectual um explanation sometimes there is something that needs to be explained because um, it's supposed to be conceptual art, in inverted commas, which means that the whole point of it is that it is meant to reflect a, um, a an idea that's been worked out. But, you know, traditionally, art is meant to be appreciated fairly immediately. Well, or, or to at least make you think about that. Absolutely. I was going to say, you know, I think with age as well, I think before when I was a bit younger, you know, you're, you're a bit more impatient and you just want to know the whys and why has the artist done that? What is the meaning <laughs> of that? But sometimes you're right. Just appreciate the art for what it is. You know, perhaps it will yeah. evoke some emotion. It doesn't have to come immediately. Mm. You, you might think about it and it changes yeah. as well. And depends on your mood as well. Depends on where you are in your life and what you're thinking about. Indeed. And it can affect yeah. you, you know, differently. Differently. Yeah. So, yeah, you, you, you're absolutely it, right. It, it really does. Have you tried taking your kids to art galleries at all? I have, and they love it. You know, they, they just, you know, they find it so colourful. The more abstract, the better. And I'm just standing there, like, thinking, what are they getting out of it? Like, why do they like it so much? And uh, Listen to what they say, Noreen. It'll be interesting. <laughs> uh, from, from the mouth of babes, you know? It's, uh, it, it's, it, it, it is interesting hearing what kids think about it. But, Another time, I went to Amsterdam and I went to Rembrandt's house, the painter oh, Rembrandt, wow. and it was a, it was absolutely amazing. There were paintings, there were prints, but my son, who was five years old, was lying on his back, and he was and and there were some partitions that weren't completely to the floor. He was spending his time watching people's feet <laughs> <laughs> that were walking past on the other side of the street. And uh, I had, my wife and I had to take it in turn to actually look at the art. <laughs> but that, but that, he was more interested in that than what was on the walls. That was quite funny and memorable. A memorable. Very memorable. Yeah, yeah. But going back to uh, the, uh, just briefly, a couple of things then, at the French May. So, yes, there's the, uh, the I mentioned the Elephant Fine Art exhibition of uh, Chu Tae Chun, who is abstract. You should check that out and see what you make of it. There are also, uh, it's 100 years since he was born, and there are going to be three screenings of, um, of his, about his life, of a brand new premiering film, a documentary about him. The first one will be 25th of May at the Broadway Cinema Tech. The other ones, you can look it up 
on the French May website, which thankfully is a very easy URL. It is French May, spelled M-A-Y, all one word, FrenchMay.com. But I want to tell you about one more thing if I've got a moment. Have I not already? One other thing? That yes, me. two minutes. Yeah. Okay. There's, um, I mean, as I said, there's a lot more going on there, but one of the nice things that they do towards the end of the festival, and this shows you how late into June it goes, this will be between the, uh, the a long weekend in June, between uh, the 18th and the 21st of, uh, of June, it's going to be something called La Fête de Musique, which is uh, um, and a, a subtitle or next line down, Make Music Hong Kong. It's inspired by the Fête de Musique, which is World Music Day, which takes place around the world, but very well known in France, on June the 21st to celebrate the summer solstice. In the, Norman, uh, in the Northern Hemisphere. And this festival has been going on since 2018 in Hong Kong. There'll be a lot of live bands playing, not all of them French. Some of them will be uh, Hong Kong Chinese and other international people who live in Hong Kong in bands. And they'll be playing uh, different concerts for a long weekend in uh, the second to last final weekend of June then to, uh, to overlap with World Music Day. Find out more at either makemusichk.com um, or at frenchmay.com. Wow. About that, about, about that, about the, all of those gigs. Sounds good. Will, Open it, air, will it be live them. music then? So, so they, they're allowed to... Yeah. Oh, wow, that's... Well, at the, moment, at the moment, all of these things that are scheduled and there's a big, big roster, do go to the website. There's tons going on. Fingers crossed, you know, COVID keeps as it is now yeah. and they'll be able to they'll be able to go on, yeah. Wow, brilliant. It's been a long time coming. I just really, really miss live music. You know, just even just walking past and just yeah, it's just been yeah. yeah we've really missed that. And I'm I'm sure yeah. the musicians have as well. They've had a really, really tough time. Definitely. Uh, like, you know, many yeah. other industries. Well, Andrew, thank you so much once again for your sharing today. And I look forward to uh, more chats with you uh, next week and, and people can tune into your show this Saturday as well. Thank you so much for your time. Indeed. Bye. Thanks very much. Bye for now, Andrew. See you soon. Bye.